If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. Hey, what's up, folks? Uh, My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dad Podcast. I appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in today. Uh, As I'm wrapping up 2019 and uh, sort of finishing up the last couple episodes of the season, I wanted to, to talk about something that I'm that that has me very concerned in general, uh, and something that I've been very passionate about over the years, and that and that's wandering. Uh, wandering is an epidemic in the autism community. Uh, roughly fifty percent of kids with autism will wander from a place of safety. Uh, they tend to gravitate towards bodies of water, train tracks, busy intersections, um, and unfortunately, all too often, these uh, episodes of of elopement or wandering ends in tragedy. Um, it's heartbreaking every time, uh, I see it on the news. I, I have spoken with parents all over the country who, who live in fear of, of their child wandering off. Um, there is almost nothing that you can do to prevent a child completely prevent them from wandering. Um, it's not a sign of bad parenting. It's not, um, anything like that. And it's not a kid running away either. It's, it's, it's just a phenomenon that, that occurs, uh, with, uh, kids who are autistic or have other cognitive, um, impairments, I guess. And, and so what I wanted to do was, was bring on Sidra Collins. Uh, she is from Angel Sense and Angel Sense, if you're unaware, is, uh, a, a very reputable company who provides, uh, GPS tracking devices specifically designed for kids with autism who wander. Uh, everybody who works at this company is a parent to a child who wanders, and they utilize uh, the um, 
the AngelSense uh, tracker. And so when you call and you talk to somebody at this company, you're talking to a parent who is living the same thing that you are. So, so, so it's, it's a very unique experience. Um, and so, so Citra is, is going to come on and we're going to have a conversation about wandering in general. We're going to talk some statistics that are just heartbreaking. Um, and, and, and talk about what AngelSense is, how it works, um, the funding that's available to help cover the costs, uh, for families and, uh, and, and just try and get this information out there so that you guys become aware of, of options and, and tools that are available to help provide peace of mind and keep your kids safe. So, uh, I, I really hope you guys stick around. Um, you don't want to miss this, this conversation. There's a lot of really good information here. So if you guys uh, will stay tuned, uh, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. The Autism Dead is brought to you by Mightier. Mightier is an amazing program out of Harvard Medical and Boston Children's that utilizes video games in a wrist strap heart rate monitor to teach your kids to emotionally self-regulate. So if you are an autism parent like I am, that means fewer meltdowns. Fewer meltdowns means reduced parental stress and improved quality of life for your entire family. Uh, I've been using it with my son for over a year. It's absolutely fantastic. The games are fun. They're engaging. He loves it. Uh, doesn't even realize that he's learning while he's doing it. And then he naturally applies it to the rest of his life. It's basically biofeedback for kids. So it does work for any child. Uh, but due to the nature of, of autism, kids on the spectrum tend to have a more difficult time with emotional self-regulation. And so Mightier has a, has a very profound impact on that. So if you want more information, including how to get a free 30-day trial, visit theautismdad.com forward slash mightier. That's theautismdad.com forward slash mightier. Okay, and, and we're back. Uh, today, I have um, Sidra Collins uh, from AngelSense. And if you're not familiar with AngelSense, AngelSense um, is kind of the premier um, GPS tracking solution for specifically kids with autism who wander, but also probably people with dementia and, and things like that that can utilize it too. Um, and we wanted to talk about uh, wandering and, and you know, what AngelSense is doing to help uh, parents uh, mitigate the risk and increase the odds of, of a safe recovery. So thank you for coming on the show. And you are the community manager at uh, AngelSense, right? Yes, I am the community manager and I've been at AngelSense for three and a half years now. And what I do is I run our Facebook user group, which is over 5,000 users, which is amazing. Very wonderful, amazing people. Everyone has the same thing in common. We all have someone that, that elopes or wonders uh, that we need to take care of. And it's like this common bond. It's a really amazing community. They're so supportive. Um, and that's basically what my basic job is. And what I also do is I help with uh, research and development and we work on new features. Like we take use cases that are coming from our users and we turn those into features. So we find like the holes that people need. They say, oh, we wish you could do this. We wish you could do that. And we turn those into features. So it's always developing, evolving. What, what has... Well, AngelSense sort of came about as a means of addressing the need of of wandering. Uh, what, I guess, what sort of triggered that um, 
you know, the company to be created? Like, was there an event or something that happened or, or, um, was it just, you saw a, a need for a, a solution to this? So our co-founder and CEO, his name is Darone. He has a son who is now 21 years old and he has autism and he's very childlike. He's very sweet and he's like a three-year-old. He has no sense of danger or anything. Um, when he was in high school, they felt like something was wrong, that he was behaving differently and some different behaviors um, when he was getting off the bus or getting on the bus. And Daron comes from a background of GPS fleet management, so like GPS trackers and you know different things. Um, and what he did was he tried to play around with different solutions, like tried to find ways to find out where his son was, you know, different features that he could gather from other places and put together and try to to keep track of his son. And he couldn't find anything that worked. So he decided to develop it himself. So he needed something that was going to be his eyes and his ears. And what they did was they actually found out that the driver was abusing his son. And oh, wow. they he got fired. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really tragic. Um, he got fired. Uh, after that, after he developed it, and after, you know, he did it for himself, and he saw that there was this need, um, that other people also started wanting to have this, you know, something, something like this, some sort of solution like AngelSense. And so he partnered with, uh, with a business partner who also has everyone that works at AngelSense, folks like 70% of the employees are all parents of children with special needs. So everybody has a kid with either their AngelSense users first or right. somehow we're somehow involved. So he partnered with someone who, um, launched the business by them and his whole passion is taking our user base and turning them into customer support team and so when somebody calls customer support they're talking to somebody who's been using like a super user of angelsense they've been using it for years and now they can actually enter the workforce again you know they're they wouldn't be able to work before because they're so overwhelmed with their kids and they work from home they're spread out all over america it's really incredible um and as we develop and as we grow everybody gets to help build the product like help build the features and i'll talk about some of the the incidences that inspired new features but it's really uh, it's really incredible that's well that that's really cool because well f for a million reasons um but i and i knew i knew that a lot of parents were involved um, in uh, uh, involved in AngelSense on a on a like a business level, I guess. And the people that that I've spoken with uh, were, were all parents, you know, of kids mm -hmm. uh, who have have a propensity to, to wander. And and the difference, I think, between that and talking to, you know somebody else is, is that they, they under, they have that innate understanding of what it feels like to live in that fear that your child is going to, is going to elope. And that's, that's something that's very difficult to get people to understand if they don't, um, if they don't know what that's like 
firsthand. And, and I, and I just think that's, that's a really, it's a really great way of, of helping provide comfort even to, and hope to, to parents that are looking for solutions for this. Have you guys, have you guys found that, um, like how has the response been to that, uh, from, from other parents? Yeah, it's really incredible. Like I said before, the just the user group, you know, the Facebook user group has 5,000 users. Like imagine taking just our staff of a couple dozen <laughs> customer support teams and expanding that to people who are very passionate about the product and who help each other and, and just support each other. And, you know, we all live through the same things. We all, we all go through it. Um, I'm going to touch on some statistics about wondering just so that mm -hmm. you can get yes. an idea. Um, 50% of children with autism are prone to wandering. Yep. So they will usually wander. The ages are usually uh, between four and nine. Like that's like the, the time that they usually wander, like during that age group. And then it sort of slows down when they're a little bit older. And then when they get to about 15, 16, there's an increase again in wandering behavior. Um, it's not considered a, um, a, like a behavioral disorder it's it's actually there's actually a diagnosis code for it now which is kind of cool i'll touch on that a little bit later uh -huh. um because it helps people it helps with uh, schools it helps with insurance it helps with all sorts of things um so you have like this huge amount this this huge amount of the population that you know one in 48 now there's you know one in, between one in 40 one in 48 kids have autism so of that 50% of these kids are prone to elopement and prone to wandering. It's very serious, it's very dangerous. And it's something that you, you know, as a parent, you just have to do whatever you can to protect them and try to get everybody else around you to protect them and try to, you know, you send your kid to school and you trust that these people are taking care of your kids. So um, it's very, uh, it's like a community effort, and that's something that AngelSense does really well. Like, I'm really proud to be a part of that, uh, working with all different parts of the community to, to keep the children safe. So I'll talk about that a little bit after. All right. Um, one of the things that well, – I, I have three autistic kids. My oldest is 20, and um, he's cognitively in the area of about five. So, you know, his understanding of – fear and, and things like that is, is concerning to me as a parent, uh, or lack of understanding. Um, we have had two or three wandering issues with him, uh, that only lasted maybe 10 or 15 minutes, but it's like that 10 or 15 minutes is like five years in, in mm -hmm. those moments. And, and it's not like, I think people sometimes confuse wandering with running away and it's, it's right. not the same thing. It's, it's sort of like, um, they just get distracted and they just start walking away and looking at things and whatever. Uh, I know a lot of times they wander to places, uh, like bodies of water, train tracks, uh, busy intersections, things like that. Um, you know, my son, we were at, uh, we were at a, a store. And we had had him set up to a point where he could go and, and stand by and play like the, the demo video games that they have out there. And he liked to go play, um, I think it was when the Switch first came out. So he was 
um, playing the demo on that. And I was just like one or two aisles over and I could see his head over top of the thing uh, until I couldn't. And then I went over to find him and he wasn't there. And so I thought maybe he went to the bathroom and I look over the bathroom, he's not there. And I start going up and down the aisles, he's not there. And, uh, you know, I start collecting up people to help me find him. And it probably took 10 or 15 minutes. He never left the store. I didn't know that. But I, you know, I went outside. I'm looking through the parking lot because my thought is, oh, my God, he went out of the store and he's wandering around a parking lot. And I don't know that he's going to stop for traffic. I don't know that anybody's going to they don't know that he has these challenges. And and that's scary. Uh, We had another time where where he was really sort of obsessed with um, recycling. And so we had given him a we'd given him the responsibility of managing recycling in the house. And so one day we told him that, you know, okay, why don't you just, you know, walk around and make sure that we have everything collected up and then we'll get it outside. Well, he, he took that as, you know, he's cleaning up the recycling. Then he looks out the window and sees stuff in the alley. And so he opens up the door and starts collecting recycling out of people's trash. Because he's got a job to do. Because he's got a job to do. And and in his head, he didn't think like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. It was like, oh, there's recycling. There's recycling. There's recycling. And he just, it's like connecting the dots. He just kept following that path. And I think that's sort of, my understanding is, is that's sort of what happens. It, it's not malintent. It's not um, trying to escape or some, something like that. It's, it's just, they just sort of wander off. So there's actually, there's quite a bit of studies that have been done on this. And so I'll, I gathered some statistics for you so that Excellent. we can share with people because it's, it's I like I like statistics. So they say that um, wandering behaviors happen under every type of supervision and they're usually a form of communication. Mm-hmm. So it's either I need, I want, or I don't want. And so this is a, like a specific reaction to something. Either they're going towards something or they're going away from something. So this is... Usually every wandering case will be either one of those. Mm-hmm. So like your son, he wanted the recycling. Um, my son, he, he did wander uh, when he was nine years old. He left, he didn't wander, he eloped, like he ran away. Uh, he was in an after daycare program. And the person that was picking him up, his grandma was supposed to pick him up and she was a few minutes late. And he got impatient and the door was open and he went out the door and he decided to go home and he crossed two major roads by himself and which is very scary because we hadn't taught him how to cross the road. (laughs) He's never been allowed to walk home by himself before, even though it was like a two, it's a two block distance, but still it was very scary. And he went home and he sat at home by himself for for, I don't know, about 30 minutes, not in the house, he didn't have a key. So he sat outside the door and he just waited. He figured somebody would come and find him. And it took it took us about a half an hour to figure out where he was because, you know, you're looking all over and it was my mom, she was freaking out and she was going, you know, hysterical, going all over the place looking for him because she feels responsible. And, and the woman who was at the aftercare program, so she was also, you know, she, she's trying to take care of the kids and she can't leave. There's nothing she can do. And it, it was very, it was, a, it was a very scary wake up call. And there's a lot of, uh, this happens actually quite a bit because he thinks in his head, he's going somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. So to him, like it wasn't even a consideration, like maybe I should tell someone he was just, he was overwhelmed with the situation and he needed to get out. This was not working for him. 
we left. It's very logical. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's, um, oh, you know, I try, I try very hard. I'm the only person in my house who is not autistic and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's challenging sometimes to understand the rhyme and reason to things and, and, and with wandering, it's something that I'm, I'm very grateful that we have not had to deal with that. Uh, more than what we have, because there's some families that I've spoken with over the years and they, I mean, they barricade their doors at night. They have bars on the windows, uh, anything they can do to keep their, their child from, from leaving the house, you know, and, and wandering away and getting hurt. Um, and the fear that these parents live in is it's indescribable really. And, 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 you don't sleep at night, you know, you, you, you're, mm-hmm. you're constantly on guard and, um, and there are a lot of, of instances where we're wandering, uh, unfortunately ends in tragedy. And, and, and like you said, there's from everything that I have, I have, I've learned about this and I have spoken to, to people about like, if, if a kid is going to wander, they're going to wander. It's, it's mm-hmm. not a reflection of bad parenting or um, being irresponsible or anything like that. It's they will find a way if they're looking to go collect recycling or whatever, they're going to find a way to, to do it. And, and that's, it's really scary because there's just like that, that lack of awareness of the dangers in, involved in that. And you know, and then beyond that, you know, you have the you have these kids that they might not know how to tell somebody who they are or where they live or yeah. what their phone number is or how to get a hold of their parents. So, you know, if somebody does see them, there's lots of kids that don't look like they're that anything's wrong if they're un- unsupervised. So they're just walking down the road or they're walking through a park. But communication walk. itself and is a huge so scary, challenge. You know, yeah, that these kids are just. Some of them are just walking around and nobody knows. Some people do stop. Like we hear a lot. Of, I get a lot of stories from the users who tell, uh, who tell stories about the incidences or why they bought angel sense. And then also like how angel sense has helped them or like things that have happened after they got angel sense and how it helped them. Um, and a lot of the times a stranger found their kid and took them somewhere safe. I'm quote unquote saying. Yeah, you guys can't see the air quotes, but they're, yeah, yeah. You know, somebody's trying to be a good Samaritan. They're trying to help. They see this kid and they're like, oh, let's go take you somewhere safe. Now, the parent doesn't know where their kid is. And it almost like escalates the situation, like not in the, not in the way that it's, you know, in a tragic way, but it could have gone in a different direction. Who knows who's picking up this kid? Like who knows who this person is? So, you know, thank God that that it was a good Samaritan. Um, the, the statistics, I'm going to go back to the statistics, like this is a very scary and it's horrible and tragic. And the, the numbers are very disturbing. So first of all, the, um, accidental drowning is 71% of lethal outcomes for wandering. 18% is traffic in, are traffic injuries. 
And the other dangers include dehydration, heat stroke, hypothermia, falls, physical restraint, or encounters with strangers. Now, it's, you know, they have, there was like a bunch of, there was a bunch of uh, statistics about when things happen. Um, most of the triggers that are um, making these kids wander are usually transition periods. So you have, this is like a very sensitive time for kids because you know like you can tell yeah. as a parent of kids with autism like you know that's the worst time when they're like most likely to go into meltdown is either getting out of the house going from the house to the car going from the car to the bus whatever it is wherever mm -hmm. you are it's those transition periods and that's when they're most at risk to wander so it's very scary um and you know we try to prevent that. That's the, that's the bottom line. One of the, the most important things that can happen when a child wanders is immediate intervention, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what happens is there is, a, there is a delay between the time that you become aware that your child has wandered and um, you know, whether you have to involve the police or however to do a search the ability to be able to be notified when they break um, like a geofenced area, like, like, a, mm -hmm. like a digital boundary um, around your home, for example, and when they uh, breach that, you're immediately notified. So you can respond within seconds as opposed to figuring out 20 minutes later, they're not in the room watching TV or they're not eating their lunch, you know, and, and then you don't know what direction they went in, you don't know where they are. And like I said, even, even when I had the, the 15 minutes at the store or the five or 10 minutes where he's walking down the alley, mm. it's, I mean, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to look. And, and it's the scariest, the scariest moments of my life were, were surrounded, uh, in, in those, in those moments. And, um, you know, back then there wasn't, um, there wasn't anything like angel sense to because we're, we're talking 15 years ago i don't think angel sense. right like what you you know my mom used to write our write our phone number with a marker on our arm <laughs> so anybody found us yeah we well traveling. yeah there and, and and there just wasn't there just wasn't an understanding because when my my oldest was diagnosed um it was still almost unheard of to be diagnosed with autism. And then when all three of my kids were diagnosed, um, and this was, I think they were all three of them were diagnosed by 2010, I think ish. It was unheard of, um, to have three kids in the same family that were diagnosed with autism. And so there's, we, we've come a long way, I think, but, um, but it is, it wandering is, I think they say it's epidemic levels it's, now i think mean, we when i say we i think it's like a national it's, it's like a tragedy it's like something that we need to really take seriously and i don't think people are taking it me but this is my personal opinion i don't think it's being taken seriously now i think that um there's a lack of awareness and it's not just autism awareness or autism acceptance like that's really great to say and all but this is very serious and you know these a lot of people say they will say, listen, my pediatrician or my doctor, whoever diagnosed us, never mentioned wandering. 
we didn't even know that this was going to be an issue. And, you know, kids are getting diagnosed much earlier nowadays. So you mm -hmm. have these two, three-year-olds, once they reach five, six, and they're going to kindergarten or going to preschool, and they start the, you know, experience, uh, expressing um, wandering behavior, that this is now, the parents are so surprised. Like, they don't even know that this is a possibility, that they need to take care of this. And it comes from, you know, it's not coming from the pediatricians. It's not coming, I have something good to say about it after. So. Hmm? It's not coming from the pediatricians. It hasn't come from the pediatricians. It hasn't come from law enforcement. Doesn't know how to. We hear all the time about law enforcement interacting with people that are on the spectrum, and bad things happen, and they're having you know these horrible interactions with them. Good. One thing that's really good right now is there was a new law that was passed called the Kevin Inovante's Law, which was yeah. put put into the spending uh, the budget for. Um, it was the Missing Persons Act, like it was added to it. it usually, uh, they give money for, like they allot some money for training for people with dementia or, all, or Alzheimer's. Like there's already a system set up for that, for training law enforcement for that, and also community organizations. And so now they've added Autism Wondering into that training program. There hasn't been any implementation of it yet, but it's there and hopefully it will you know we follow it very closely we had a petition on uh, you know on change.org and like we're it's uh it's sort of like this movement but it's still not where it needs to be and you know the pediatricians are supposed to be getting training now like it's getting worked into their into their conferences and into their um continuing education uh, programs and things like that so they're starting to be more aware of it. There's a diagnosis code for wandering. Like if a child has nothing to do with autism, it has to do with uh, its elopement behavior. Mm -hmm. And actually a lot of kids with uh, Down syndrome are also dual diagnosed with autism. Mm -hmm. And they also have uh, elopement, they also experience elopement behavior. So that's something like there's this whole variety of people that can be covered under this diagnosis. Uh, what the what the code does is it helps to set rules and limits. You know, our kids have these IEP plans mm -hmm. and you have a or a 504 plan and you can use the code now to put in safety measurement, like safety procedures into your kid's plan at school. And so this is, you know, the doctor can, can write, write a letter with the code and it helps, it helps parents, but it's, you know, getting the message out there. And a lot of people don't even know that it exists. Um, Maybe they will know. <laughs> when, you, well, you had mentioned um, the, the IEPs and the 504s. Um, do you, ha have you found resistance um, from the schools as far as implementing the GPS tracking? So there's not a problem with the GPS tracking part of the device, right. <laughs> but sometimes there is a problem with the voice features and that does come up and we totally like we program this into, into the device and into the app itself. Uh, we have a special program that's it's called the school dashboard and it gives the school, the teachers or whoever, you know, there's these resource officers at school that might be the ones that are in charge of it or, or, um, someone in the office and they can get logged into the app itself and they can disable the voice speakers during school hours and they set the times, but they can set it up 
or the parents, there's different ways to do it. Um, so if there's a policy in place, it's not a problem. They can get it set up and the voice feature gets turned on after school. So that's one way. Uh, and actually, I'll, when I tell you some stories after, I'm gonna tell you some stories about uh, some kids that actually the school loves the voice feature because they're, you know, I'll tell it now. So yeah, go ahead. Um, one of our users had uh, had a boy who he was, he was, he ran around like he left his classroom and they couldn't find him on campus. And, you know, some of these campuses are huge. You know, you have thousands of kids running around and you have buildings, multiple buildings, and he was hiding on campus and they couldn't find him. And so the, and he's in his safe zone. So the parent thinks everything's okay. You know, there's no alert, whatever. Mm. But the teacher calls the parent and says, hey, you know, he's, he's around campus somewhere. We don't know where he is. We need to find him. So she doesn't have the voice disabled during school because they're fine with it. They're, they're okay with it. They're, they're happy to use it also, like to use the, to use the tracking because the kid gets out of time. Um, and she was able to call the device. It has two-way speaker phones. So she calls the device and she's speaking. It picks up automatically and she's speaking to her son and she tells him, Hey, you know, Mrs. Whatever is looking for you. You better go back to class. And he's like, okay, <laughs> he goes back to class because he hears his mom's voice. And, you know, it could have gone in such a different direction. And it's just, it's just one of these examples where the voice helped, you know, they averted a disaster. He could have left. He could have, who knows? It could have been so much longer to find him. And the school is actually really grateful for this, for this voice feature. And it's something we see it all the time. We see so many stories from families that say that, uh, you know, the voice feature really helps with uh, meltdowns. Like when they're, when the kid is, having a meltdown and the teacher will say, hey, can you just call and give him, I've done it. It's happened with me with my son where he, they changed his bus driver and he did not like the look of the new bus driver. <laughs> he had a really horrible ride to school. And on during the first week of school, I listened on the ride because I knew it was going to be a problem because he had complained the first day and he's like, I don't know this guy. And I listened in and I was listening to the ride and when he, I could tell when he got to school and I switched to two-way voice and I just said, Hey, I heard your ride. It sounded okay. Like, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a good day. I don't think anything's wrong. And it's like, okay, yeah, thanks mom. Okay, bye. I gotta go. He's running to school and I can see him. <laughs> and it just gave like that little extra touch that, I couldn't be there with him. I'm not going to go, you know, he's on a bus. I'm not going to, he needs that independence at the mm -hmm. same time, but also sometimes he needs just that reassurance that I'm there, that, that, uh, listening. How many, how many people or, or families, I guess, do you guys have that are utilizing, um, angel sense? That what? Sorry. That, that's utilizing the angel sense. Like how many, how many people? I don't know if I'm allowed to give that number, but we have uh, over 10,000. Okay. Like well, right. So I, I guess the point is it, that I'm trying to get at is there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of GPS trackers that you can buy on Amazon and, and things like that, that mm. are not the same thing is what you get when you're dealing with, with like AngelSense. You, you have a large customer base with 
with documented success stories, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I, I think one of the issues that I have found in the autism community just as a whole over the years is, you know, there seems to be a lot of companies or people who try and exploit what parents are going through. Right. And so there can be times where, where there are companies that may come out with, with a GPS tracker that you can buy for 1995 or whatever. Um, because they're just trying to make a quick buck and, and they're exploiting the fears that, that parents are facing. And, and it's important that people understand that, that companies like AngelSense are, are well-established. They are legit companies that have a tremendous reputation and they are legitimately saving lives. And, and, I, and I think one of the things that's got to be the hardest to overcome in a lot of ways is just either making people aware that there is a solution or, or there is help and, mm. and that it's, that it's a legit thing and that, that it's not somebody who's trying to take advantage of, um, of a situation. And, and I think it's great that you guys have parents of, of kids, you know, that are either using the product or, or, or are familiar with what wandering is like and the fears. To, and to, we only hire parents that use the product. So yeah. It's, it's a very strict uh, policy. <laughs> so, so it, it gives, it it's gives you that ability to know, yeah, so you know yeah. what it's like and you're talking to somebody mm-hmm. who knows what it's like. Uh, there, there are a few things as frustrating as, as going somewhere and trying to explain to them why, like we have a lot of sensory issues in, in our house. Sensory issues are a nightmare for us. Trying to get someone to understand what sensory issues are like, like he's not just a picky eater. He won't touch it because it's orange instead of red or the colors off or you know, it's something like that. And, and unless you're a parent who is dealing with something similar, you know, mm-hmm. you know that he's, he's not going to eat even if he's hungry. He, he's he's going to starve before he eats something that is not sensory friendly. But, but other people who don't have that experience, they don't get it. And when you're dealing with something like wandering, being able to reach out to somebody and, and talk to another parent who has, who has been there yeah. is, is huge in, in my opinion. It's really, it's really unique, I think, and uh, there's, there's a lot I want to say about this. So the um, one thing that you you brought up was, um, you know, companies coming out of nowhere. AngelSense has been around since 2013, so it's, you know, it's it's getting there. We have a nice, uh, a nice established base of, uh, you know. Thank you for saying that it's a reputable company. Yeah, well, it is. We, you see, I see stories about AngelSense on the news about yeah. um, a child who was, who was recovered, you know, and it came out later that it was Angel. They were able to track the child with the AngelSense um, GPS tracker. So, I mean, it, so it is, I just want people to know that, A, I wouldn't have you guys on the show and, and talk about this if you weren't a legitimate company and, and trying to do or, and doing the right thing, helping parents and stuff like that. So I just, I just, you know, I feel like I need to to say that so that people understand. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks. Um, and something that we do as a company is, you know, we, we also understand when I say we, like, I understand and everybody that's in customer support and everybody that's on the team understands that, you know, it's, 
expensive to take care of your kids. It's expensive to take care of, uh, of kids with special needs. Everything is expensive. And we're always trying to find ways to help people to find funding for AngelSense. Like if we can, we can direct them, like we're always gathering information. It's covered by insurance in some states. It's covered by Medicaid waivers in most states. It's covered by, um, there's like grants and funds that are available. And we keep these lists for people so that they can access this information. And it's really, uh, it's really incredible to see, you know, the community, like I gather, I actually keep the list. <laughs> I gather all the information from our users that, you know, somebody says, oh, I got my, my thing covered by Kaiser Insurance. So I quickly jot it down and say, oh, hey, which state, you know, where are you at? And then I make a list of it so that if somebody from that state that has Kaiser Insurance comes to us and says, hey, do you guys, are you covered by insurance? Then we ask them, you know, which state are you in? And we match them up to these funds or to these, these sources of, uh, of uh, not just information, but, you know, we try to do like this matchmaker service for them. So it's like a full solution. Um, and then something else I wanted to touch on was you happen to bring up sensory issues. Mm -hmm. Now, we all <laughs> have to deal with this. Yeah. And, you know, one of the major challenges is how do you get a kid who has sensory issues to wear a device daily? <laughs> and, you know, they can't wear a watch. They're not going to wear a watch. They're not going to wear one of those, you know, the GPS watches, or they're not going to wear a, um, they can't use a phone. Maybe they can't use a regular phone. Maybe they can't, or they'll take it, they'll break it. Or, you know, how many phones have your kids gone through if they have phones? Like, we, our screen list of like dead screens is, you know, we have a graveyard of dead screens. And these kids, they're not going to be, you know, we've taken all this into consideration when we've designed our wearing accessories. And we have uh, sensory friendly fabrics. Uh, for the device to actually sit into a little pouch that's sort of like a little, um, like a mini fanny pack that sits around uh, around their waist. So it doesn't go in belt loops because, you know, a lot of kids have potty training issues. Mm -hmm. So this is something they might get changed often. And you don't want the tracker to be taken off with their pants. So you have to, you know, we, we found all these different ways. Uh, we also have now an undershirt that has, it's a compression strip. And it has a pocket for the device and you can use, we have pins that lock the device on and you can use the pin to keep the device in the pocket and it, where, it, you know, the kids are wearing it underneath and they can't, it's harder for them to take off the shirt. Like it's more for kids that are going to be more cooperative. Uh, you know, there's a whole, um, we've developed, we've taken all the customer support team and we've developed these, um, these social stories and like this onboarding program for new users of how to get your kid to wear angel sense how to we made a reward chart with stickers <laughs> like we have all these little things like we know what it's like you have to find you know whatever works you find it you figure it out and it's really uh it's really amazing like just to see it's amazing to be a part of it and also to be a contributing member of the team and then also to you know hear from from the community that's like oh my kid would never wear anything they would never put anything on you're saying you're going to put something on my kid's pants or on my kid's pocket no way and we say you're, you're, they're going to get it they're going to get it in three weeks we, we promise we don't promise but we yeah 90 percent but 
So, so you offer you offer support to help because a lot of times with with sensory sensitive autistic kids, it's a process. It's not like it's not always that they will never do it. It's there's it's a process of getting them used to doing it. Like my my youngest, um, he'll wear a watch, but he doesn't like having anything clipped on his on his belt. Right. So it's mm-hmm. sort of the opposite of what you would you would think because you don't really feel and well i wouldn't feel anything on my belt but he does um and and we have um i have an angel sense kit in in the we have the the black compression shirt with the the like the pouch that the the tracker itself goes in um mm-hmm. what we have used uh while testing it out was um the little there's like a little black case like you you talked about and then you can just pin that I, I pinned it on the inside of his his pocket he was okay with that uh, some kids may not be but there's there's multiple solutions so you're not you're not like backed into a corner where if you don't wear it on your wrist it's not going to work or if you don't put it here it's not going to work there's there's options um, and we found the yeah, one. there's lots of options we have the they're so creative like the group i I always take uh, ideas from the group to share with people so we have um you know girls don't have pockets in most of their clothing they're going to wear dresses and they're not going to have pockets so where do you put it on a girl um so the shirt is a good option or the belt is a good option um some people just use that little it's like a protective sleeve that Mm -hmm. the face comes in and they use it as though it's sort of like a like a portable pocket. So you can use it as a pocket anywhere. So you basically attach it to the inside of, you know, of a dress, you could attach it to wherever a pocket would exist, you can put it there. Um, some people put it on uh, like a, uh, a sports bra for girls. So that's something they can do like in the back, they put it in the back so they don't, so they don't uh, bother with it. Um, there's, some people put it in the, a hoodie, like, you know, lots mm. of kids like hoodies. So yeah. you, can, you can put it in the actual hoodie part. Because if they're big enough, they're not going to notice yeah. that there's something there. It's not that heavy. Um, I thought my son would never wear it. He's he's actually diabetic. So he has a he has an insulin pump also. And I thought that's it. Like, he's never going to accept anything. It took us long enough to get him to wear the insulin pump. But to also have something else on him. He actually likes it because it balanced it out. <laughs> so oh yeah, yeah. Feel like it's more symmetrical. He has to have the insulin pump on one side and the angel sense on the other, so then he says he feels balanced. That's yeah. That's really cute. And well, and you know, I mean, leave it, leave it to them to come up with that because my my son's the same way. Like he uh, he likes to have if it's something here, it's got to be the same thing or similar on the other side. You know, so there's that's a that's a creative way of of yeah. of resolving that i would have never thought that um but but yeah you know the the uh so maybe we should kind of talk about how how it actually works um yes one of the things that uh that that is is really important we talked about how parent or or how kids will tend to wander uh to to bodies of water right uh or train tracks or whatever so you have the ability to set up um, geofences a- around specific areas to... Okay, so yeah, I'll explain how it works. Like as soon as you get it, as soon as you get the device, like it's already ready, it's ready to go. You, you know, you just charge it and it's already uh, activated. So you turn it on, you download the app 
And what you do is you go outside or you go close to a window so that it you know connects with the GPS, with the cellular GPS. It has its own SIM card in it and its own GPS chip in it. So it's sort of like its own little phone sort of device. And so you, you charge it up, you're attached to the app. The satellite recognizes the GPS chip. It sends, it sends a notification through the SIM and you have a connection between the two devices. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't advanced technology. Like this right. is pretty basic for, for, you know, connecting devices. Um, and as soon as your device leaves uh, home, like leaves your home, what happens is it starts to send notifications. It's showing up in your app. It's showing a timeline. It starts to show uh, your first is usually going to be a transit. So there's different things that are showing up in your timeline every day. You have transits, which is any movement um, that takes place after uh, you're in somewhere for five minutes. So there's like this, um, uh, if you get on a bus, if you're in a car, if you're um, on a train, anything running, even just on foot, it will show up as a transit. And what happens is the the device will track now it tracks steps. This is actually really cool. I just, I just doing. got that. I, I just got that email. Yeah. We're doing beta testing now for that. So it's really cool. You can, I'll expand on that in a little bit. Um, Cause it's not just about steps. It's not just about that. Um, it tracks steps. So you can see if your kid is running, you can see if they're stopped, if they're speeding up, uh, you know, that that actually helps with information. Like if they're, if they're wandering, um, and it also tracks speed. So you can tell if they're in a bus, or you can tell if they're walking on foot. Now, a lot of parents catch their bus drivers speeding. And this is something that's very interesting because they're not I think that buses, like some buses have speed limits and there's school zones and they have to go certain speeds, but some kids go to school in different districts or go to school in different towns or go to school, you know, in different places and they have to go on highways. And, and it happens quite a bit that, that uh, people get caught speeding and they use the angel sense information to, to take care of that. Um, so the speed shows up and also the exact route that they take. So it's, you know, it's GPS showing exactly where it is and showing the speed and as soon as they arrive at a place and they're there for um, longer than five minutes, it will create a geofence automatically. So once you don't have to create the geofences on your own, like it will recognize that it's somewhere and it will say the, the app will prompt you and it will say, uh, you know, Rob is in a, an unknown location or an unnamed location. Would you like to name it? And then there's a geofence that's created automatically and you can adjust the size mm -hmm. of the geofence you can, and you can move it so that it's more centered. You know, we don't know exactly where. So, so you could, so you could have a geofence around a school say, so, oh, absolutely. so you would know yeah, when unlimited. he, like you can have geofences everywhere. Yeah. Um, like I have geofences on everybody's house that we ever stop at and everything. Uh, it actually preserves the battery if you need locations. So really, because then, it knows, like the system knows. Oh, yeah, it's a very yeah, smart yeah. system. Like they took this all into consideration. So they know that you're at a place that's school. They know that you're, you know, that you're going to be there for however long. And if you leave that zone, then it starts, you know, sending you notifications again. Um, while 
somebody, let's say your kid gets on the bus, you saw them in transit, you saw the speed, you saw how fast they're going, then you get a notification that they arrived at school. Once they're at school, the geofence is created. That's the first day. Geofence, you can name your school um, and then adjust the geofence. And there's something that's called a location playback, which shows anytime a child leaves a building, let's say they go out for recess or goes out, you know, um, anywhere in the school, on the school grounds, there's a playback feature that shows exactly where they went. It's sort of like a mini like, tracking inside of a tracking. Like, like breadcrumbs. And, yeah, and yeah. it's so cool because you can tell if your kid goes out to recess, you can tell if, they, if they're not going out to recess. That's also really important, you know? Like my son doesn't go out to recess. So, so if he did, yeah, you would know that there's something wrong. And guess what? He started going out to recess recently and it was all oh, cool. based on occupational therapy. Like it's, it's these little things, like these little insights are, are giving us more information about our kids that we would never know. Um, so it's, you know, you have these life-saving features and then you also have these like cool features that just us as parents want to know. Um, so they're at school, they're getting, you're getting notification, you're getting notification that they're at school, you can see where they are like exactly going between buildings. And if they leave school grounds beyond your geofence, you get a notification. And it's pretty quick, meaning you will know if they're moving, if they're, if they're um, going beyond the boundaries, if they've run out of the fence, if they're, uh, you know, if they got on a bus, you will know, you will get a notification. So it's, it's push notifications uh, and proactive. So it's, you know, every couple minutes, it's sending you, um, if they're not moving, the, the device is sending you updates uh, through the cellular and through the GPS. That's just like the technology background. What you see as a parent is my kids at school between this hour and this hour, they got on the bus, the bus came back to my house. This is the exact route that the bus came home. If the bus stops at somewhere that they're not supposed to stop, you get a notification. Or if they stop at a place that they're supposed to stop, you get a notification. We've had kids, I've had, I've seen users that, that had uh, a kid, the principal was taking the kid to the donut shop, taking them off campus, like on a, on a weekly basis, because they didn't have anybody to watch the kid at school. And the mother found out because of angel sense. Now, they didn't have permission to take her kid off campus. There's no, like, what is going on? And he was taking the kid like two, three blocks away and she got an alert and she sees like, wait a second, that's my donut shop. Like, why is he at the donut shop? And she leaves it as one of her locations. And it's just, you know, one of those things that you would never know. Um, so you get these notifications, you get to know if they leave the geofence, you also have, we also have this new, uh, another new feature that we're, we're just uh, releasing now in our new version, which is late arrival, late departure. So you get a notification if your kid is supposed to leave school, the system figures out that there's a schedule and it sets the schedule up for you automatically, but you can change the times, you can adjust it. If your kid is supposed to leave at three o'clock every day and they haven't left by 3.15, you get a notification. If they're supposed to get to school at eight o'clock and they haven't gotten to school by 8, 10, 8, 15, you get a notification. 
Now, how is this helpful? Like, why is this useful information? What if your kid, it happens, it's really, it's really, um, uh, this, these features were developed based on specific incidences uh, where a kid got to school on the bus and then didn't go into the school and he walked away and he went the other way and it ended tragically. And this was like, this happens, it's in the news. It happens more often than we want to know. And it's horrible and it need, it's totally preventable. And this is why this feature is now something that we've developed and pushed for. And it's incredible because hopefully it won't happen again. Like that's the, you know, that's the, the history behind that feature. Every single feature was developed because of specific incident or because of a specific case. So when I go through, you know, we're talking about the different features, it's really amazing. Um, let's say a kid gets out of their school geofence during the day, they've wandered, they've gone, there's something triggered them, they've left school grounds. Now what does a parent do? You're sitting at work, you might be, or at home, you might be 30 minutes away, you might be an hour away. What are you supposed to do? How are the, the school going to find them? They don't know. They, they might not even know that they left. But you get a notification that they left. You're able to put the system into like a fast tracking mode, which gives you 10 second updates. So it's even faster. And it's basically live tracking. Like you can see exactly what's happening. And you can send a link to the tracking, to the live tracking, to anybody. So you can share it with school officials, you can share it with a neighbor, you can share it with search and rescue, you can share it with whoever you need to, you can share it and you can turn it on and you can turn it off. So it's like you, all the power is in the, in the hands of the parent. So let's say the kid gets out, he's running around, he's, a, he's crossing streets. If the school is, on that school dashboard that I mentioned before that they have access to the app, they also got a notification and they can also see and they can get them back. And this happens all the time too, where it doesn't get to the news because nothing happened. It, it was a tragedy that was prevented. So, you know, these are, these things happen more often than, than we even know, like people don't even report it. Um, but it does happen enough that it needed to be developed. I mean, that's like, the passion of the company is like it needed to be developed. So it was. And the voice features work into this. You know, um, the parents can call the device. Let's say uh, the kid is running. And like I gave you the example before about the kid that was on campus and the mom was telling him to go back to class and he did. But what about a kid that's running and he might not be verbal? He might be nonverbal. So, you know, it's happened before where. Somebody calls the device, it, it picks up on speakerphone, and they're speaking to people around the kid because it, it's not like super, super loud, but it's enough that like you hear somebody's on speakerphone and they're giving them instructions and saying, hey, that's my kid. <laughs> and, you know, and they brought them back to back to safety. And it's pretty amazing. Like that's one of the one of the voice feature benefits is is having that uh, that capability, um, and then also just the capability of being able to use it indoors because there's no GPS indoors. Right. So how do you find a kid if they're inside, if they're in a mall, or if they're in you know a stadium, or 
in a supermarket or you know a department store like you said your son got away so we've taken that into consideration <laughs> so you can use the voice features there's also an alarm on the device that you can activate and there's you know different levels you can make it really loud you can make it kind of soft uh, so there's a, an alarm and you can use the check the step counter maybe they're still running somewhere maybe they've stopped you know they're not going to you're not going to be able to see them on the map because there's no gps um it's pretty like it's pretty advanced like everything that you can think of where you think your kid might be um it just gives you all the all the control so we have the the transit you have the geofence that's created we have the share live location and sharing with the school you know the school can also use the use the features um and also babysitter like you know my mom takes care of my son like she needs to be able to to also track and you know, i can go to work because i have because i have it like i can know that if anything happens i know where he's at so it's really uh empowering really changed a lot of lives <laughs> yeah say. like not just save lives like also just for the better in the way that it saves time. Um, you know, people know when their kid's about to get home, there's an ETA feature, it tells you when, when their bus is supposed to arrive, so it takes traffic into consideration. Um, there's, it, it's just, it's, yeah. Behind every child with autism is a parent worried about the next road trip, whether it's to a baseball game or just a trip to the grocery store. Kids with sensory challenges are often fidgety, anxious, or easily overwhelmed on trips or in public spaces. Partnered with Culture City's Sensory Inclusive Initiative, Lackey Kid is here to help provide sensory relief with their writable weighted lap pad, the world's only interactive weighted lap pad that kids can actually write on using a water pen, which means no mess for mom and dad to clean up later. The lap pad provides both sensory input and a constructive outlet for your kids, so it's a win-win. Visit lackeykid.com forward slash the autism dad to learn more and receive a 20% discount on all their sensory products. That's lackeykid.com forward slash the autism dad to learn more and receive 20% discount on all their sensory products. One of the things... Like every every kid with autism is different, right? They're they're all unique. They mm -hmm. all have different, just like anybody else is different. Um, but one of the universal things that I think parents like us deal with, uh, regardless of where your child falls uh, on the spectrum itself, is 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 that fear of like what's going to happen when you're not there. You know, I I. Like my my oldest is he's going to be twenty in in January, uh, and then I have a thirteen year old and I have an eleven year old, and you know it's it's hard because the world does not the world is not autism friendly I, I think and yeah. being able to to keep keeping tabs sounds bad but 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 being able to keep a watchful eye on your child when they're not in your presence is is peace of mind you know it, it's it's uh it it allows you to 
to take a breath, maybe sleep better at night. Um, work, like you said, you can, you can, you can work because you can monitor your child from wherever you are. And then you can involve other people uh, as needed when you need it in order to sort of build that, that safety net up, you know, and that, that's just, that's such a cool, I mean, it's cool for one thing, but it's also, it's so important. And, and I wanted to ask you, when you talked about the laws, um, I thought, I, I thought they were doing something and I could be wrong, but where, where, where the government was going to step in and provide GPS tracking for kids with autism was, was that right, so that was the Kevin and Avante law that was recently passed um they haven't implemented the that part of it they they were supposed to come up with a plan at the end of 2018 or March 2019 it didn't happen uh what they've decided to do is to um establish like a training a training period of like a training program where they go out and talk to uh, first responders autism community organizations and they they try to um and, and pediatricians like they make sure that they're aware of wandering and the, the issues that come up with it it's quite disappointing i have to say that there was a, a big movement to a senator from from New York, like he was very involved with it, and he pushed the he pushed the law, and he pushed it, you know, to get everything passed. And he he's quoted every so often, um, also with his disappointment that they haven't implemented this yet. They haven't released the funds, or they haven't come up with a plan uh, to actually get the trackers into the hands of uh, into the hands of users. So. What we've seen is we've seen sheriff departments from around the country, like different uh, different sheriff departments that are building their own program. Like they raise funds um, and they will go to their community or go to a you know some sort of um, like a grant or something, and they'll they'll find their own way to do it, and they will supply uh supply their town or supply their county with it we have a partnership with um there's a passaic county in new jersey was one of our first um like developments with that and they're now supplying devices to everybody in their in their county that needs it like there's a process you know to get approved and whatever but they completely cover the cost of the device and they're getting it because they understand that this is serious they understand that wondering needs to be taken seriously and that there's a need for it and it's um it's nice to see it popping up but it's quite disappointing that the law didn't actually make a difference and and, and you know the, the thing that really is is hard about this is that we're not talking about whether you know somebody's medications are covered i mean which is a big deal by itself but we're talking life and death and and we're talking the difference between uh, a positive outcome and a tragedy, and um, you know that's there's 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 no excuse to to allow this to just how many kids how many kids are are going to uh, are going to die as a result of wandering when it could have potentially been avoided. 
you know, yeah. is there, is there a way that anybody who's listening can, um, voice their concerns about that? Uh, you'd mentioned that you had a, um, a, a petition up. Was that related to that? I can't remember. Yeah, we had a petition um, before they passed Kevin and Avante's law. Like in order to get it passed, I think we had the um, fifteen thousand signatures. Just we just you know we we took a, it's a small petition, but it it, uh, it I, I hope it helped. Um, but what people can do is they can they can speak to their local police, they can speak to their local sheriffs, they can speak to their local autism organizations and speak to their representatives in their in their uh, counties or in their in their states and they can voice the concern you know there's something that i want to bring up that is uh, very disturbing um, schools are not required to report wandering incidents what anyone any really no they're not and to the to the parent to anybody no That, that doesn't even make sense. I know. So it's, there's like a whole, there's a whole movement in, um, in Florida, actually, it's, it's not just about wondering, but it's about special needs classrooms and like getting, you know, uh, cameras in all the special needs classrooms. There's a few states that uh, this, it has to do with campus safety. So it's sort of all connected and all related. Um, we have uh there's a few states that require uh, schools to install classroom cameras in special classrooms if they need it. Uh, and if they, so they're, they're having like this movement in Florida to get all these people to, to install these cameras in the classrooms. And we're hoping that this sort of um, can be used as a platform to also bring the wandering issue you know, to the public. So hopefully, hopefully that will be uh, that's my something that. Like, hmm? And so that was my Emmet. Hi. No, no, go, you go do your thing. Thank you. Oh my God, he's been sick for two weeks. <sighs> it's a long two weeks. I'm sorry. Please continue. Yeah. Okay, so we, I talked about a little bit about the, the, there's a movement in Florida for classroom uh, cameras and special needs. Um, so this mm -hmm. is sort of like the hot topic right now. Uh, I'm not sure, and I take it very seriously, and so does everybody at AngelSense and parents that have children that wonder, but it doesn't feel like it's being taken as seriously as it should. So I think that it needs to be, you know, there definitely needs to be something else um, there is a task force that's uh, that's dealing with the, the severe autism um, coalition, I think they're called, and they're part of um, a movement also in the government. Like they do meetings every once in a while, and the last meeting was in April, and you know we follow all of it and followed it, and uh, they were supposed to be talking about the the Kevin and Avante's law implementation, and what came out of that was just the training program and not the actual GPS trackers or actual, you know, what are parents supposed to do? Um, so some of the things, some of the things we have some, we have tips, like I have tips, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give the listeners some tips, like 
what can they actually do if they can't get a GPS tracker now, or they're waiting for funding, or they, you know, they're not sure about AngelSense. By the way, AngelSense has a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can try for 30 days, and if it doesn't work out, or if your kid refuses, you know, we'll try to find a solution for them to wear it. But um, it's always uh, it's always good to like, we understand that it might take a while, so there's that 30-day uh, trial period. Just have to mention that. Um, but what can people do is they can use the tools that are already available. So what's available for you if your kid is a wanderer? Door locks, window locks, alarms on things. Um, take uh, Use social stories to talk to kids, like work it into their, their occupational therapy. Um, you know, get the community involved. Have them, uh, you know, go around to the neighbors and introduce, like, a, let's say, the autism community is quite isolated, mm -hmm. so you might not be like I'm, you might not be so friendly with all your neighbors because you're the house that makes all the noise, or you're the yep. you know. <laughs> it's uh, depending on where you live or how how welcoming it is. Um, you want your kids to be recognized in the community, so you know take them out to places have them you know, introduce them to the neighbors introduce them to the local police introduce them to to everybody so that they're familiar with your kid not just your kid is comfortable with them like you want them to recognize them you want them to if your if your kid is a repeat wanderer repeat eloper you want these you want the community to be aware of it um so you know it's really important to keep an updated picture of your kid. Like, who does that? Like, I don't know. My son won't take school pictures, so I don't have. <laughs> he'll barely stand for a picture with a smile. So, uh, you know, you want to have an updated picture of your kid just in case he gets out. You know, how do you, and how do you get that information to to first responders if you can't find your kid? Um, and the answer is. There is a movement that's called, uh, I think it's called Smart 911, and it's in a few states and a few cities, like a few big, big areas, um, where they're, I think Michigan is one of the states, like statewide, that they're implementing um, like a registry, sort of. Mm -hmm. It sounds a little off-putting to people that don't have kids with special needs, so I know that your listeners are going to understand a little more. Um, there's like a, a registry that you can register for so that if your phone, you, you list like your family phone numbers, if anybody calls 911, the, all the information comes up on their computer. So it's like, it's all connected. If your kid, you can put it, you can, you have to update the system every six months. Uh, you can put a picture there. You can put their special needs, if they're verbal, if they're nonverbal. Um, how to interact. Yeah, how yeah. to act, tips on how to approach them um you know you have a policeman going with a, a, a flashlight in their face it's, it's going to scare them they might run the other way yeah. um so there's these like there's these little things that are happening around the country but it's not really it's not enough it's still not enough so you know that's where that's where angel sense comes in it's to like fill the gaps in in the system that's not quite working yet for us, for parents of kids with uh, with autism that wonder. Um, and 
hopefully, hopefully we're, we're making a difference and hopefully we're saving lives. And that's, that's really the bottom line is, it's, you know, what else can we do and what else we're constantly making new features and constantly coming up with things um, to get, to, to keep kids safe. Like that's what, that's the end of the day. That's what we want. Well, and that's, I mean, that's hugely important in, and there's not a lot of organizations out there who are doing what you guys are doing. I mean, there's, there's, there's a, there's a vacuum really. And, uh, with, with so many kids wandering, you know, and they call it epidemic. Wandering is an epidemic and, and it's, and it's not taken, it's not taken seriously enough. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty obvious. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's good that parents, know that there are tools available to them uh, that that can help them to to make their child's uh, life safer you know and in in help help the parents I mean the, the stress to try and get someone to understand the sheer level of stress that a parent feels when they're constantly in that fight or flight like on guard like, uh, adrenaline is constantly going because you're, you're always, um, attentive because you can never turn your back. It only takes a second, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard to get people to understand that. And it's, it's sad that they have the money sitting there for this and it's not going anywhere. And, uh, so I guess I would tell anybody out there to, to to call their state representatives, call their senators, call their congressmen and women, and just tell them that this needs to be this needs to be done. Um, they're I mean they're clearly not going to do anything, and until there's enough of a a stink, you know, be the squeaky wheel, make it make it make it something that that makes the news, you know. Um, there are some states that I, I, you know, I don't want to like totally diss everybody, but <laughs> there are some states that are doing it, that are doing it right. And I want to do like a shout out to Wisconsin. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Okay. Wisconsin's doing it right. And why is Wisconsin doing it right? Or how are they doing it? They took their Medicaid program and they, it's not just about autism wondering, but they take it very seriously. Um, the governor had a kid with autism. And that's what it took. Mm -hmm. He built an autism task force and it took years to put it in place. And he's no longer the governor, but he laid the foundation and he made it so that the support system and the services, it's not just about getting a GPS tracker covered. It's about everything. It's about ABA therapy. It's about, um, you know, early intervention, early diagnosis, all these different things that are, uh, you know, helping kids with autism and they're doing it right like the waiting list is the shortest of any state to get you know that some states have like medicaid waiting lists of 10 years seven years yeah that's insane there's, there's it's not just about like you're saying it's not just angel sense like this is like a serious problem for the whole yeah. community so well, yeah the nice thing is that when you do find a state that works this well and this you know they have a a very good system they train their caseworkers it's very you know by the book it's very they just implemented like a bunch of online stuff like everything's online now they're actually like moving in the right direction 
Ohio does it also really well. Like there's a, you know, there's a few states that do it really, really well. So. Well, hey, I'm from Ohio. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, I'm from Ohio. Hey. So that's that's uh, good to know that they're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. There's, man, they're, uh, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's tough. And, you know, this community needs, I mean, autism is not going away and it doesn't disappear when a kid turns 18, you know. Uh, my two youngest will probably be off on their own very um, um, very well adjusted they're they're interactive i mean they'll they'll do i think they'll do well right my oldest um he's he's gonna live with me for the rest of my life you know and and people we we need tools and services and and assistance for things like this it's only going to get it's only becoming more and more common and it seems like nobody nobody takes it seriously until it touches their lives and odds are at some point they're going to autism is going to touch their life in one way shape or form and then it's going to matter and Mm -hmm. and hopefully we can mobilize these things and get this stuff done so that, you know, the, the families that are out there currently or the ones that are coming behind us uh, will have what they need to give their kids the best life uh, possible, you know, and it just, it is, it's, it's frustrating. I've been doing this for advocating for about 11, 11 years now. And, and it's so much time beating your head into the wall, just trying to get, people to get things and, and, and it's, it's, it's just this thing that it, there's the disconnect somewhere. Uh, and, and so what I have tried to do was, was connect people with technology organizations, services, programs that, that are designed to make their lives better. And angel sense, uh, is definitely one of them. And I just I what I I wanted to make sure that as many people know about this as as possible, so that so that um, we can keep kids safer, we can reduce uh, parental stress, uh, improve quality of life. Uh, I mean, there's like you had, you had said that it's life saving. We get that, but it's also life changing. You know, mm-hmm. it, it gives you more freedom. It gives you the ability to take a breath because you know that if they leave the house, you're going to know about it. So, so what you guys are doing is really amazing. Um, and I, I really Thanks. do. I wanted to touch on one other little thing. Sure. Um, because we talked about all the danger and all the tragedy and all of these, you know, the, the things that it gives the parents and the things that it gives, you know, us as families, but uh, something else that's sort of come out of it is that we realize that it also helps with, you know, the, the, I don't say higher functioning, I don't like that word, but like the, the kids that are able to, to be more um, independent, independent, yeah. and it gives them this independence. You know, my, my son is 12 now. And when he, last year, he really wanted to be able to go out of the house by himself. And we live in a smallish town, like 80,000 people. It's not that big. Nothing really happens, but you never know. Uh, I would never let him out of the house by himself. And he never wanted to go out of the house by himself, but then he started asking. 
and he wanted to go to the house. He wanted to go to the park. And I'm like, Ah. <laughs> it's across the street but no no but i can with angel sense because i can find him i can it's like okay you know what actually let's try this and i you know we, we set a timer and he knows he has to he go for a certain amount of time and then he has to come back and it's uh it's given him these you know the this more freedom like more independence that he wouldn't have before and you know he's he's like hey i want to go my kids are out you know and he sees the kids outside he sees them playing he wants to go play with them too he wants to go you know kick a soccer ball in the park and it's great it's really given him it's given him that the um the, just the independence to be able to do that um we have i wanted to tell one story sure uh about the independence so there's we have this one user who's very special uh, who's in the we, we say in the angel sense family uh his name is chris and he is in his early 20s and he is he lives with his grandparents or his grandma and he's going through he works outside of the home he has uh he's autism and has a savant syndrome super super smart guy yeah. super super smart but he has a tendency to get overwhelmed and to go into meltdown and he shared a lot of times with me uh, you know uh, privately but also um he's let us share his story on, on our facebook page so uh he's he would be okay with this um he told me once that he was he's able to go and work because of angel sense he's able to his grandma would never let him leave the house he would never let him get out of, you know, leave her sight. Like she would have to drive him somewhere and then come and pick him up. And so he's able to now go on his own. He likes to walk. So he, he walks to work or walks back. He said that once that he was stopped by the police and he was able to, he, he got flustered and he felt like it was going to go in a different direction. And, you know, this, this happens. Um, he, he started to, to get a little flustered and what he did was he, I didn't talk about this. One of the features of AngelSense has, there's an SOS button. Mm -hmm. So he was able to push the SOS button. It sends a notification to his grandma. She called the device back on the two-way speakerphone and she was able to speak to the police and explain like, this is my grandson. He's okay. He's, <laughs> he has autism. Like, thank you. And it calmed the situation down and he was able to continue on his way. And he calmed down. The police were like, hey, they were great. The grandma was happy. She's able to go to sleep. Like this is, these are things that he 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 wouldn't be able to do. And he said, like he he wouldn't, uh, he doesn't like phones, like he doesn't like a phone on him. He doesn't like he also has sensory issues. And it's just it's given him the independence and it's given him the, the ability to go into the workforce and into, into like an area that he didn't think he could go into or his grandmother didn't think he could go into. So it's really beautiful to see that. That's a, that's a really cool story. And, and you're, you're right that it does, it helps to foster independence uh, because it's, it, it is, a, it's a safety net, but it, but it gives them room to breathe and it gives them room to, um, to kind of venture out and, and, you know, they feel safe because they can get you if they need you and you feel safe because 
you know exactly where they are or what's going on uh, if you need to. And I'd never thought about the interacting with the police uh, with the two way. And that's that's huge, really, because yeah. a lot of times when, when the police aren't aware, uh, either aren't familiar with autism or aren't familiar with whether the person is autistic or not, they can take it as combative behavior or things like that. And, mm -hmm. and it ends up escalating because they try to restrain or they try to um, whatever when it needs to be de-escalated. And in having that knowledge is, is very powerful. You know, it helps you change the outcome of, of, of something that could have ended in a very negative way. Uh, so yeah. that, that is a really, I'm glad you told that, uh, because I think that's important for people to understand. So, um, I guess before we go, is there, uh, is there anything that you wanted people to know, uh, as a parent, like how angel sense has like, like if you wanted them to take one thing away from our conversation about this, what would you want that to be? Wow. Um, I know it's tough to narrow it down. <laughs> now I have to, now I have to answer a personal question. No. <laughs> um, okay. What would I want people to know? I want people to know that as a parent, that angel sense isn't just a GPS tracker. It's not just a device that you put on your kid to keep track of them. It's not just, it's so much more than that. It's become, for me, it's become a part of my life. It's become like my son has died. I said before he has diabetes and an insulin pump. He wears it every day. He can't live without it. It saves his life every day, 24 seven. He has to have it on. Um, the angel sense is like that. It's become, it's worked its way into every aspect of our life. And it's something that um, just completely gives, it sounds like so marketing, you know, to say peace of mind, but it really does. It really just oh, yeah. takes the edge off of that anxiety or, you know, the, the fear. And it really just gives you, as a parent, it gives you that peace that, you can find them if you need to. You can know where they are. You can have people around them help you. You can, like, this is, an angel sense is that is a part of that support community and it's just another aspect of it. So it's really, uh, it, it's like a, a total solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it really is. Oh, I like that. I think that was, I think that was really good. Um, so uh, people can can go to angelsense.com and check out all of the information. I'll make sure that all of that uh, are in the show notes below. And again, I really, really. Yeah, and you can, you know, I wanted to just mention. Yeah, sure. If you do, we have live chat on our website. And if you do live chat, it's with one of our customer support team. So, so, it's, a, it's, so it's a person and not a bot. So that's yeah, good. if live chat, if the live chat pops up, it's a mom. Like this is a mom who's answering your questions. She's she's been where you are. Like she's been there. She's gone. Is Angel Sense right for me? Is it going to work for my kid? Is you know, I have more questions about it. And you can chat with them there. We also have on Facebook. Our Facebook page is also synced up to the chat. So even talking on the phone, if you're a school person, like if you're a school staff and you're interested in, we have schools that buy AngelSense for their students that elope, like they can use school funds for it. It's, uh, it's also covered like on certain waivers and things like that. Um, 
we have a whole team of school liaisons. Like we've developed, we've established a team of school liaisons that specifically handle just like that help schools that help uh, parents that you know need to introduce angel sense to their school that don't know how to that need to set up the school dashboard that need help with that so it's uh that's all there like you can you can find all this information on angelsense.com and we also have a help center if you go to the the faq help center there's a ton of information it's like it's like an encyclopedia of angel sense and we constantly update it and uh you can, start going through all the questions <laughs> you can see you learn so much about it cool so, cool and chat yeah and I, I actually did i i um when i was uh when i first got the kit um one of my concerns was well my kids go to a school for autistic kids so they're fine with that kind of stuff for the most part but i want to know like how how do you deal with problems with schools being you know with pushback on it whatever and and they have uh, dedicated people who sort of liaison between the parent and the school. And if the school requires specific things to be turned on or turned off, they can, they can do that and provide documentation or whatever to, um, to help, to help make it work. So, so you have a resource, um, to help make it work. So you're not just, you're not just given, uh, you, you don't just get the product or the tracker and then whatever there's, there's, there's built-in support. Uh, and you're dealing yeah, with and the journey really starts after you buy angel sense. It's not before. So. Yeah. And, and so, the, so, yeah. you know, if you're worried about, well, the school's not going to work, well, they have people that help you to resolve that, you know? And, and, um, I know the, the, the one that they sent out to me, we couldn't get to connect forever. And it turned out it was the wrong, like they, they had a, a one that was a better, uh, SIM card for my area. And so they just, they swapped it out and I had one then and it works without a problem. And so it just, it's, it's just, it's just nice to see they stand behind what they're doing. They have, um, you know, this is about saving lives and, and so they, they want to make it work. And, uh, you know, my experience with angel sense has been very positive. Uh, everybody's really friendly. It's kind of weird knowing that you're talking to parents all the time because that just doesn't happen. And so you're, know. <laughs> you're having conversations with people trying to convince them as to what's going on. And they're like, Oh, I, you know, I get it. And most people say that and they don't, but these people do. But they really do. Like we really do. We really, yeah. really do like get on the phone with someone or you're on chat. This is not a robot. There's no, <laughs> well, and that's, there's, person. you can't really say enough about that because there's, there really is just yeah. that that's such a hugely, uh, positive thing because there's sometimes parents aren't comfortable talking about uh, certain aspects of, of what they're dealing with. But when you're talking to somebody who, who has lived it or is dealing with something similar or, or similar circumstances, those walls come down, you feel safer. Um, and you know that you're, you're dealing with somebody who gets it. And that's just, that's, that's hard to find. I think um, yeah. anywhere. It's so, really special. It's a really lovely, it's a wonderful team. It's really nice. Well, I, I as I was saying, I'll, I'll put all the, the information for angel sense in the, in the show notes. Um, and uh, yeah, well, I really appreciate you coming on and, and people can just go to angelsense.com and uh, if the chat pops up, you can ask whatever questions um, you guys could try it out. 
they have 30 day uh, return uh, thing on that. So, um, you know, if one- And I'll just put my own little, uh, my own little plug. If you think your kid can't wear a GPS tracker <laughs> or won't because they have sensory issues, I made a video with my son and we, uh, we did a video about all the different wearing options and it took a while to get it <laughs> to be cooperative with lots of things. Uh, but there's a video on the site. Uh, if you look up uh, the angels, the wearable uh, GPS page, you can find the video of me and my son and we show you all the different options. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Well, and that, even that's cool because there are some people who think they, they won't even try it because their kid, like my, my youngest, the one who popped his head in here a little bit ago, um, clothing, um, textures, all that kind of stuff is, is a nightmare for him. And I would never have thought that he could even wear a watch, yeah. but you know, there's, tons of different ways to make it work and, and, and not to just give up hope on something because there's challenge involved. You know, we can, you know, you can try and, and, and come up with creative solutions and you guys have a bunch of those. So, um, I'll, I'll put the, uh, the link to the page with the video on it as well, uh, in the show oh, description cool. so that, so Thanks that people so can, can see that. Cause that's important, you know, people to, to, uh, to see that. So again, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, angelsense.com and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch because we should do ongoing wandering awareness things and stuff like that so uh, I hope you have a great holiday thanks you and, too and thanks so much it's been really great thank you very much I appreciate it you have a great day okay bye I just wanted to take a quick uh, minute before we close things out today and, and thank Sidra for coming onto the show and talking to us about wandering um, and, and sharing her personal insights with her son and the fears that, that she has dealt with and, and um, you know, her insights and experience with AngelSense and, and how uh, AngelSense works and how it's, it's helping to save lives um, as, as well as how, you know, families can find funding to help cover the costs. Um, these are all very, very important things. Wandering is a huge problem and there's not enough attention uh, put on that. Uh, Angel Sense is a very reputable company. They have a solid reputation. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of, uh, of users. Um, they're in the newspaper and, and, and on the news all the time about um, safe recoveries. And so I would not bring them on the show if, if that was not the case. So check out AngelSense. Um, their, their website is angelsense.com. I'll have links in the description below. Uh, uh, check them out if this is something that is a concern uh, in your life. Uh, as always, you can find me at theautismdad.com. My social links are at the top. Uh, please consider uh, supporting this podcast. There'll be a link uh, to do that in the description as well. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, we're available on all of the podcasting applications. Just uh, look up the Autism Dad and hit subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, until next time, guys, I hope you have a great weekend and I'll catch you later.
Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strength and connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U dot com, and be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.